Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixels and Ink podcast, episode 326. I am your host, Jordan Biordi, and today we have a big group of people uh, returning to the podcast after a long, long, sad hiatus is the one and only Lisa Muir. Hi, Jordan. How are you doing? Hi. I am so good right now. I'm so excited. There's so many fun things to talk about today. I know. Uh, you know what? I've missed talking. I've missed our chats, Jordan. I really have. It's been yeah. I know. Been quite a day. You don't call. You don't write. You know what? Um, I do in my <laughs> mind. I'm thinking about you all the time. You're the first thing I think about when I wake up. The last thing I think Aww. about before I go to sleep. Aww. I've missed you, man. That's, I miss you too. But we also have the great. Lindsay, last Hello, name Travis. Travis, that's right. I don't know why a lot. It's like the name of like one of the best video game characters. I don't know why I blanked on it. Oh, well, that's listen. Sad. One day I'll be the best video game character, and uh, but yeah, that's it. Simple as that. I'm here. I... Hi, everyone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I, to, I can't talk yet. I haven't been introduced. Oh, no, you're not. No, no shush. <laughs> don't ruin the surprise. You're doing great. Everyone. Of course, we also have the uh, excellent editor in chief, Brendan Fry. Hello, I d I followed the rules and didn't talk to those called. Clearly, I'm See? Alex. Uh, I don't know. Brendan knows. <laughs> you want to know how he got to be editor in chief? He's you know kissing ass with the podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 you know, this is true. I can I can verify this. I have that power. I can make these things happen. <laughs> and of course. Lastly, we have the always excellent Krista Hoog. Hi, everybody. Uh, good to be here. <laughs> no, it's Alex. Hey, everybody. Good to be here. See, once you actually get your name called, then you can become who you really were born to be. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump straight into the news because we have some fun ones. Um, so... We have this super weird story about uh, how Riot Games basically stole uh, some girl's identity for a uh, League of Legends champion. Hmm. This is weird. Yeah. Don't you it's, hate it when... Guys, this is the weirdest story I've seen today. <laughs> really? So I haven't really seen a lot of stories today. It's the only story I've seen today, but it's also pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the bigger ones. <laughs> Is it? Is it so, though? Well, uh, yeah, it is. Um, Should we give people a synopsis of what's going on? Nope. Yeah, no, that's just, <laughs> that's it. That's just, they, can it, they can read it all on CGI. We're a very minimalist podcast where we, like, we talk <laughs> yeah. about feelings without actually like, getting into our feelings and you know, hope the audience is along. But uh, Jordan, what is this uh, Riot Girl person character who might be real or not? Well, um... It's from uh, I guess uh, I guess Julie, she's only given her first name uh, Stephanie, who dated uh, one of the guys who worked at Riot, uh, who I guess worked on um, League of Legends, and you know shortly after they their relationship they you know they broke up and she moved on to a new job. So she so she says um, this is like you know her story. Uh, suddenly she started seeing like postings about this new. League of Legends champion who kind of looks eerily like her, 
Um, you know, she's got pink hair. She's got these kind of like, uh, I guess, I guess they're like tortoise shell glasses or, or whatever yeah, you would. Put those, I mean, the character's tortoise shell glasses. I don't think the actual person. No, she she does. She's got a. Per- she's got. I mean, they're pretty dang close. Um, yeah, they're close. Not exact. Something. Yeah, but I mean. No smoke without Hello, fire. Like she has multiple pairs of glasses. I will say that there is a good chance that she has more than one pair of glasses. Also, that's definitely not going to be the kicker in this situation. But carry on. <laughs> no, but, um, so yeah, and it's just like there's this like little like weird little things um, that kind of like are you know it's it's it almost it's like it's like too close to be coincidental. Um, now, you know, obviously Riot is like, oh, yeah, no, we totally didn't do it. Wink, wink. Um, I feel they like, didn't have the I, wink, wink. I feel that is, <laughs> that is pure take on the situation. Yeah, some some facts may have been uh, embellished for the sake of um, entertainment. But, uh, I don't know. Um, it just, it's it just, it's super weird to me. And I mean, even the fact that, because like, her name, you know, her name is Stephanie and this character's name is, is Seraphine. Like, it's just like those two names are just like a little too close there, <laughs> to like not. Of, there's a lot of coincidences. I it's what I mean. Like, if, if I started dating someone from Riot and then shortly after some guy with a, you know, shaved head and beard whose name was like Blorden ended up in the game i'd be like hey i mean i kind of want that character in the game now <laughs> what would his powers be uh very very loud very i think he'd loud. be from yes. the last of us too but we're not there yet he'd, yeah uh, he'd, definitely. Be, he'd, he'd shout everyone off the battlefield i've never played league of legends so i don't know how the game works uh, i feel that's not a that's not a, t- a skill but you know well i don't know i mean it's it's got a it's got a economy behind it people play it Professionally, I guess. I, 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 yes, I just don't know if showing people off the battlefield is a thing. Well, well, I, it, it has to. Be. I mean, I'm sure it would work like any other attack in the game. It just would just be a loud shout. I can confirm that some characters do use uh, music and and sort of uh, sound, so that could, oh, okay, that could, that. That could work. So yeah, but I don't know. It's 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 a weird story where it's like it it does seem a bit too close to be a coincidence but also who who really knows it's it's, it's just sort of a the, an article that for me i look at a story and it's like this is this is weird yeah it's kind of yeah kind of strange it's it's super weird um it's, so it's I, I don't know weird and you know Very riot weird. has all the power in this situation i mean yeah i mean it's hard because it's people in any kind of media people do use real people as uh, reference material it's just this one was if they did it's very close to home and creepy well do you guys remember with with the last of us one when uh, ellie looked pretty much exactly like ellen page and i think pretty sure ellen page i don't know if she ended up suing them or not but there was there was a story for a bit there where it was like hey you know maybe don't do that and it and it was coming out the same year that she had a game that like actually paid for her likeness kind of thing so that was sort sort um, of the story um two souls two souls yeah, so uh, it's tough if like someone like Ellen Page, who uh, probably has more money or whatever, to or even more, um, you know, people know who Ellen Page is as opposed to this random person. Like, I'm not sure if she has any really recourse going forward to get, getting this character removed. I don't think she really does, unfortunately, just based on I mean, what happened before. It, but the problem is, it it's even if she could prove that it was her, it's just it would be very hard to prove that a pink-haired girl is her likeness because it's not an identical likeness it just has similar traits so it'd be very hard in the court to actually prove anything it's just kind of creepy i mean mm-hmm. i don't know I, I mean i think she does have recourse but she probably won't 
chase it. Like going by um, the very uh, thorough article on cgmagonline.com, um, I've learned a bit about this. And I think that a lot of the similarities aren't just her appearance, which is pretty obvious. I mean, there's things like how it copies the same style of art that she yeah. did and it's tweeting oh, like her weird. and things like that. And then mm-hmm. if you read what like she mentions, like sure, the fact it probably feels really gross that her character is there. But she makes some very valid points in the quotes here. Like there is porn made about it. There are articles talking about whether they think the character is attractive and things like that. And so that's obviously a very shitty experience for her to have her likeness be Mm -hmm. used in all these nasty ways, which I mean, I have no idea what happened between these people and I don't want to guess, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that the dude who created the character wouldn't have been surprised by that. But I don't know if that's maybe unfair to say. I mean, um, if, if he did, they are. It, it is his ex that he kind of worked on. That is, I mean, that's a level of creepy that right might want to address just for optics more than anything else. Yeah. So I think like, as much as it's like, oh, weird, a character that looks just like her in the game. Like it's more than that. You got people talking about whether or not she's hot and breaking down her characteristics yeah. when she right. knows that it's her. So yeah. that's probably a really uncomfortable experience for her. I well, guess. regardless of that, like if. The guy who originally did this design did indeed leave leave Riot a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the art department picked it up. That is, yeah, yeah that, it, that's an interesting. Of... Like, how do you, how do they deal with that exactly? Because right. it's, yeah, it's sure. a sketch off of something that and and anything that he's created was property for probably based on what contract may likely be is their property in perpetuity. I'm assuming it's very similar context to what most game studios and. Yeah. Uh, things like that so i mean it's Good definitely point. multiple layers through it's just definitely if there was like a moniker of creepy at the beginning it's definitely carried its way through to the final product which is odd yes yeah, it feels it feels super weird that you would even like just like keep it you know after because like, like you know if they only dated for like uh Three months. Well, if it was I mean, something, he, and, okay, I don't know. We don't know you, when he can really speculate on that. And yeah, but I don't remember that. Like, that's a, yeah. I think regardless, I it's, I just, it's it's disturbing that yes, it looks like her and it has characteristics that are her, and it lines up that hey, she dated a riot employee, and it might not have ended well. And this, it, it's 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 just such a breach of it feels like such a breach of privacy and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah. in a weird way, that like, can she do anything about it? Which it makes it even more uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I'm really it shows, curious. It also, yeah. And it just shows how you like this is on the internet and things like that because there is so much pictures of everyone on the internet. Even if they might argue that they had nothing to do with this person, they could have seen a picture of her. There's so many ways they could have seen something. And then where do the lines blur? Because the way Facebook rules are, or Instagram rules are, it's just it's all nebulous nowadays. Well, if you and if you if you kind of look at even like the 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 um like the article that she posted like further down it's just like it's it's i don't know it's so super weird because they have like like you know there's like there's like a picture you know there's like a i guess like artwork of i guess like the the seraphine character like on a beach and it's like really close to you know you know a a picture of stephanie on a beach like she's like you know she's sitting down in the picture seraphine is like lined up but even like the background lines up almost to be like exactly the same yeah so it's just like it's just it's so many weird layers of yeah like yeah it's, 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 this it's, was clearly thought out for a while it's uncomfortable at very least yeah yeah let's my, just say that my optimistic think, thinking is it was something that was created 
I want to hopefully think it was created as like a cute little thing between them while they were dating, and then once he left Riot, obviously they if they it got stuck there, it got stuck there. It got its own. It's their property now, and they didn't do their due diligence to figure out if this was actually based off of a real person. Which yeah, regardless they... of how it went down, there should have been due diligence done on both sides. On on like without question, the person who drew it versus Riot Games. And it really, really sucks for Stephanie. To, yeah. to end this off, do you guys think that Riot's going to get rid of this character? Or because nope. because nope. she's oh, not. she's like not, a billion dollar thing now, right? Yeah, histori yeah, historically they wouldn't do that. Like they haven't. Done uh, Riot's owned by Tencent. Tencent's not going to do a thing. Look at how long. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't like care. Smallest things done at Riot Studios. Even with the amount of sexism that went on in that studio, it took Tencent and Riot walkouts before they even yeah. addressed it. So do you think? One person on the internet is going to make them do anything? No, I mean, we, I no, could be especially, wrong. especially not even when it seems like, like in all honesty, like like you guys were saying, like she doesn't even really, I think, have like like any like legal legs to stand on, and I'm sure, she like, does. obviously, like, hmm. she does. Well, I think. I, and Lindsay would know. Yeah. Speaking as know. the the lawyer person, <laughs> Lindsay, what do you think? I think she does have recourse. Like I said, it, it matters whether or not she's going to chase it. I don't think it's very great. She has a lot of. Uh, work to do on a high threshold to meet in order to say that she's lost anything. The yeah. difference between her and Ellen Page is that Ellen Page is famous and her likeness has value, um, right. which is a lot different than this circumstance. Um, but she could, she, yeah, she definitely does have recourse as far as like whether, you know, if it's this guy who left the company and then Riot Games took it up. I mean, employers are vicariously liable for their employees so right can't just be like oh this guy did it and quit so it's not our fault um it depends, right. i mean it could depend on their contract they have it might be all legal liability goes to the employee but i don't i do have no idea what why it's even if they do like the the mm -hmm. courts never hold i mean i don't know i'm not gonna like i don't really like do a ton of research on this but they don't usually <laughs> let things like that stand because uh, it's all kind of based on the idea that an employer probably has money that the employee doesn't uh, or insurance that the employee doesn't. So mm -hmm. it would be really difficult to convince a court that, I don't know, uh, you know, Riot Games obviously has a lot more resources than the guy. I don't know what his name is. Um, so the courts would definitely yeah. not be like, oh, it's this guy's personal fault. Like your company is vicariously liable. There might have been a situation where there was nothing that they could have done is very possible, um, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Is my, uh, very yeah, cool. Legal opinion. That, that's better <laughs> yeah. than our speculation about like what would the law do. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I cannot advise on behalf of um, love, but yeah, if you were to ask me, that's what I would tell you. Well, there oh. you have it. There you go. Now, uh, now, Alex, was there a reason you kept trying to steer the conversation toward The Last of Us? No, I don't think we should talk about it today. I definitely oh, no. think we should okay. talk about that today. <laughs> it definitely but, but, but it was, yeah. I mean, uh, it, the, the game of the year lineup, uh, you know, video game awards yes. game of the year stuff was announced. And Last of Us has lots of nominations. Uh, a game that, you know, received really good reviews, had a bit of backlash by certain people on the internet. Uh, not to lump you in that chain, Jordan. Not to say you don't like The Last of Us too, because I'm sure you'll say that anyway. But um, yeah, like the, the nominations are out. And for game of the year, the nominees are Last of Us, Hades, um, scrolling one second. Um, Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, and yeah, that those are the those are the nominees. Yeah, good. You know what? Listen. It's it's good choices all around. I don't know which one I'd want to win. 
if there was you know if Jordan there was thinks. a if there was a, a category for you know most pretentious i think then that's where last of us should win but game of the year i mean best narrative is kind of insulting um okay okay. hold on a second no when you're comparing it look look listen listen i think it definitely ranks with the nominees in that category um although i don't know much about 13 sentinels um i've heard it's very good uh but for like Comparing it with Final Fantasy VII Remake and Ghost of Tsushima and uh, Hades, they all had, they all kind of felt like they had a similar theme that was going on in terms of like style of narrative, and uh, I I would rank it up with there for sure. No, and here's why I disagree. (laughs) Because at least those games had cohesive narratives oh don't you even start with me don't you even start with me jordan you clearly did not finish the finish the first part of final fantasy 7 remake if you're talking about cohesive narratives okay okay and i love that game Final Fantasy VII Remake really wanted to, uh, like, I, I, I don't know if I want, if I want to say that they really want to steer Final Fantasy VII in, in a different direction, like they left the door open for that, or they just were like taking the piss a little bit because they, people were sad that Ares died. Um, they wanted, but they wanted to Aerith, out the it's story. It's Aerith, not Ares. It was Aer- or it's Aerith. It's Aerith. It's Aerith. It's Aerith. It's definitely not the God of War. Ares is in Hades oh, though, no. which is another one of the nominees for <laughs> Game of the go. Year. <laughs> Like, Last of Us 2 is so terribly delivered in its story. It hammers you over the head with its, you know, feel bad about the violence and feel bad about this and who's really the bad guy. And like, to the the extent that, like, at the very, like, very end where you're, you're supposed to feel, like, so sad. And you know what? I don't care about spoilers because Last of Us 2 is so bad that, like, it's not even worth... It's, like, spoiler whatever. Like, like there's so much wrong with, how like, how that game ended. And, like, so much of it could have been fixed. I'm not saying that, like, there isn't, like, a good narrative to salvage out of the Last of Us Part 2, but... It's Abby's. Like, you should have played as Abby from from the start to, like, the end, and only at the end switched over as Ellie. The fact that you play as Ellie, and you're just the worst human being in the history of human beings, and your whole quest for revenge is over some jackass who's, like, equally as bad, but now apparently we're all just supposed to love Joel, and he's just this great dad of the year. Like, she goes to such extreme lengths in her quest for vengeance and then doesn't even like it doesn't even pay off and then you're supposed to feel like doubly sad because not only did she lose her like girlfriend and child but also oh she lost her fingers she can't play the guitar that joel taught her how to play like it's so it's so jordan Jordan, are you done because i actually muted i muted my headphones during that entire spiel (laughs) because it was that relevant to this discussion It's, I'm sorry, it's just so worthless. And like the, everything, like the game, the game by itself is just like, like it's, it's standard triple A, like just good enough. Okay. And you know what? I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm going to say it. Animal Crossing deserves game of the year. You have a, mm. a game that came out during a global pandemic that mm. like, 
brought the whole world together. Like, it basically saved people. It stopped during all a wars, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's saved the, the game that we all deserve. Okay, listen, 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 listen. What? Yeah, this is, we have gone off the rails. <laughs> yeah, we have. You know what? Uh, what, Lisa? <laughs> honestly, about eight months ago, I would have totally disagreed with you about Animal Crossing being on this Game of the Year list. As much as I love Animal Crossing games, uh, compared to what it's up against. But... I will give it this. It was one of those games that was able to span it. The timing was perfect. That's mostly part of what happened here, but it's the kind of game that was able to span game gamers and non gamers and bring casual gamers into the fold, which is kind of a neat thing. And I, I like to see more developers going towards that direction in terms of like creating a, a game that accommodates both groups as e great equally so i'm, I'm kind of happy that one's on there mm -hmm. i agree but i digress yeah i think uh, animal crossing had a really good story and i really felt the stakes Is of the characters story? no no it's just it's okay. it's it's it, it in all honesty it's a great game and the way that they've been supporting it is really cool so oh, seeing it on this great. list seeing on this list is, is really great and you know all of these i could see um taking home game of the year maybe not doom eternal as much as i liked it i just don't think it it, it really uh, it was hangs, good, but it was just, hangs it was with the rest of them on what was already done in the original doom 2016 mm -hmm. And the was, one that yeah. the one that I'm really sort of fun. interested in is Hades because I've I mean I haven't played it yet but I've heard yeah. a lot of good things and it's a game that that I'm that I definitely want to pick up and it seems like a you know it's it's a smaller studio not a small studio at, at, at Supergiant but it is sort of like mm -hmm. this this game that doesn't quite have the AAA backing towards it but it's like from from all from all intents and purposes it's delivered a fantastic experience. Well, because it's it's kind of considered like an indie game, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. interesting yeah. that yeah. an indie game's on here. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where I land uh, with Hades. Like that's you know if if uh, obviously you know I said my 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 decision, but like if you know if Animal Crossing doesn't take it, I, I would I I think Hades for me would be like second second choice because yeah, like it's every year you know we get this is just like the the lineup of you know the AAA games and it, it is nice to see like a smaller studio kind of getting some love and if it could win Game of the Year like that would be I think a kind of a boon for the indie in industry, which has kind of seen a, 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 a little bit of a decline, I think, I mean, it's over not, years. It's, I think it's the first in a little while of where Game in the Year only had, like, one indie game on it, though. Like, I, I remember yeah. there being more than one last year. So, it... I mean, I just like the fact that it's been getting a... That more indies are starting to get a ton more recognition over the AAA titles, which is great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They do, more, they do more. They like they they do more to push the genre forward because what, well, they what, have that freedom to do so. Was it a was it Untitled Goose Game that won a big award last year? Yeah. Was it any title? Yeah. Was that the Game Awards or was that somewhere else? That was the Game Awards. Okay, so I, th I think that might have been the Game of the Year winner. And which is so. like Hold on, which I is you know, it it means but, that anyone here can really win it, which is cool. But I mean, like this this I think this the uh, what's what's sort of telling about this list is re like really just just how few games kind of came out this year. Like this this really just is it. Like these are all the games that happened. It won uh uh actually I think it only uh won game of the year at Dice. Dice was the one, okay, yeah. yeah so it wasn't it, game awards. It didn't win game awards. It did win a BAFTA award though, which is cool. Hey, good old Goose family game. and social game. Because it hey. is. Learning yeah. how to be a jerk yeah. is the best family-friendly activity. Jerk goose. <laughs> I love that game. 
Did did any of the other? I mean, because there's a lot of categories in this. Did anything else sort of stick out to any of you in terms of games being nominated? Things you're happy to see or anything like that? Um, it's it's a little samey. I've got to say that. I mean, uh, I feel like Half Life Alex is a weird choice for best audio design, but I I guess good audio. They did a lot of things with uh, mic like headphones and stuff that were really neat. Utilizing mm-hmm. spatial audio and stuff. I love that Spirit oh, okay. Fair. I love that Spirit Fair is getting some recognition. And That's what I was going to say. <laughs> perfect category for it because I don't know if you guys have had a chance to try this game out, but it's a game that deals with death and yeah. like the leading up to death as opposed to like death itself. The fallout. Yeah. And it, it does it so sensitively without hitting, like without being uh, in your face about the whole thing and treats it. On an emotion, on such a healing emotional level, this sounds this sounds really airy fairy, but um, it is. And the studio itself has is just has a run of fantastic games, like uh, Thunder Lotus Games did um, Dotun, and they did um, Sundered as well. And if you haven't had a chance to check those two games out, I highly oh, love Sundered. Rec- oh man, I just love that studio. Everything they've done that uh, up to this date has been absolutely fantastic and great to see from Canadian studios too. Heck yeah, yeah, and it's like it's also a, a good like boat building sim kind of thing where you're 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 adding new layers and you're adding new amenities to your boat as you're as you're welcoming in new souls and it's people that you've you've known in life and it's 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 a really sweet game and it's all it's all animal based. Everyone there is like a different animal and the the art design's really great. The the music's uh, lovely. So Spearfair is a cool one. So so what you're saying, Alex, is that animal based games definitely deserve awards? Okay. Yeah. Alex really likes I do. I do. I have check one out... more. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Alex. No, no. I was. I was gonna say check out my furry Twitter account, but that's not really relevant oh, for this podcast. Well, so your persona. It is now. Now, what, your, what is your spirit animal, Alex? Just, just curious. My spirit animal is Jordan Biordi. I, I don't what's really your, know how what... to describe that that species, but it's a you know, it's it, Jor- your... Jordan's an idea. An yeah. idea is never What's your died. persona? What's your persona is Jordan. What's my persona? It's Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Okay, I have one oh. more game that stuck out, um, and I don't know if it deserves an award, which is kind of disappointing to me because I really liked the idea of it until I got to the end of it. But uh, Carrion's on here, and that game is so great until the end. Yeah, it could benefit from a few things. It wasn't. It was great, but not perfect. So I'm just kind of like, there's some other indies that have been out this year that were probably better executed than this game even though this game is pretty uh one of the one of the few games where you can actually play as the villain and you feel super powerful and it does have a great scaffolding in terms of its puzzle solving um kind of criteria through the whole thing but there was there was so many quality of life things that were missing from the game that Mm -hmm. it didn't make it the perfect experience that it could have been where some other games have this year uh, I feel like it took up a spot, and I really hate that I said that because I really, really like Carry On. It's a good game. Is it a Carry On? I say Carry On. But that's not how you spell the- I don't care. Isn't... We've had this it's... discussion, Brendan. <laughs> carry On means meat. I, the other now... one just means like luggage. It's definitely now, a luggage yeah. one. Brendan, now I just say it just to annoy you. I was wondering uh, how long everyone. it would take you to get I, I, I appreciate that, that you have the role, Brendan, of being the, the official pronunciation person on this podcast because I think it's, I it's a good role. I do. It's good, it's good to have. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I'm, just, I'm curious now, uh, Lisa, like, what about the end of Carry On? Uh, didn't you I like? I hate you too, Jordan. 
Thank you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jordan. Well, thanks, Jordan. I'm glad you asked. Um, gotcha, girl. Okay, so I one of the biggest problems with the game was that there was no map. Uh, and it's it's mm. not just my problem with it. I understand uh, Brendan Quinn, who had done the review for this on cgmagonline.com, highly recommend you check it out. It's a great review. Um, had also experienced that problem. And online, I've noticed quite a few people have not liked that part about it, uh, which is, it's kind of a big deal because you, to, throughout the story, it's not a completely linear map to go through. And there are certain things you have to constantly go back to find and do and, and execute in order to progress. Uh, at the very end, you're brought back to the beginning. Sorry for spoilers, guys. Um, and Fine. it's I not spoiled clear the end of where, Last of Us. I don't think anyone not cares. It's no, not clear where to go at all. Did you? I don't think so. I did. Oh. It's okay. Oh, we weren't listening, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the listeners are listening, so uh -huh. hopefully. Are they? Are they? Are you? <laughs> At home right now. No, they all they all tuned out as soon as I started yelling about Last of Us Two. Yes, yes, they did. Oh, don't I do love that. that game. <laughs> no, don't tell me. I'm... Um, but well, anyway, yeah, will, that's the I'll... problem. That that's the only thing I... that, and that and that's kind of a big problem because uh, yeah, I I can't say whether or not they did it to pad out the playtime because it's not a particularly long game, but uh, at, towards the end, I know I definitely spent. A longer amount of time just trying to figure out where to go to finish the game than yeah. normal, but uh, than I normally would. But it, I, I, I really hope I really want to see the studio do something else as well. I, I really hope this pushed them forward enough to make more games because I really like what they're doing and I think they've learned a lot from this game and I could just can't wait to see it. I just don't think it should be on Best Indie. I think it's taken up a spot from something else. I don't know what else exactly, but it's a great game though. <laughs> I will. I think I will say, uh, just kind of looking at some of the other categories too. Um, I, it maybe it maybe it's unfair to say it, but I kind of feel like Laura Bailey deserves best performance just because of like the amount of crap that she got for something that she didn't even do. Like, it just it just feels unfair that she wouldn't like win a, an award because that would and I think that would really stick it to a lot of angry aggro, you know toxic dudes who were like eh, it's your fault joel's dead who's joel okay. i'm uh, kidding they... i'm kidding no no i'm kidding i'm sorry i'm sorry not... <laughs> but yeah those are Lindsay. the that's the game awards huh L well Lindsay's been awfully quiet this whole time Hi. maybe my yelling scared her away uh what are I your thoughts you, here you uh, i don't have thoughts so i was just like listening i was just like getting into the mind of one of our listeners and uh. guys, like this is a great podcast i really enjoy it <laughs> oh stop <laughs> so yeah i don't have much to add other than that um but excellent work remember to yeah, like and review us on itunes no notes <laughs> are we on itunes now wow a lot has changed in my uh my brief hiatus back in my day we used to be on the soundcloud Ah, oh, I remember the SoundCloud days. Those were and good that's times. how we liked it. That's how she sounds. <laughs> um, exactly. Thanks, Lindsay. That's ex he's a, you know he's really good at impressions. I'm. So, oh yeah. Yeah, I like the impression okay. earlier of um, Last of Us players, like they all sound like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. 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 So great work. Good job, Jordan. I could do a. I could do a good Alex too. Let's so speaking. It. 
Nope. Uh, this Alex, is my furry talk. Twitter. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, anyway. Speaking of Wonder Woman coming to streaming, Lindsay, you are the <laughs> one of the film people here on this wow. on this here website and uh, and podcast. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, it's coming in December? It's coming to streaming. It's not coming to streaming in Canada, but it'll be in theaters in Canada. Uh, what the heck? Um, I hate it. I think uh, it's a tough one because the way they're sort of throwing it a few different places, the reaction is kind of like a lot of people are mad and a lot of people are like, well, why are you mad? It's theaters if you want it or it's streaming if you want it, um, which is a pretty solid counterpoint. I think it's a really um, interesting one. My kind of gut reaction was it made me really sad in a weird way because it felt like very symbolic that like, oh yeah, COVID really is that bad. That like, I mean, of course there's not, you know, there's a million other reasons why COVID is the worst thing ever. And I'm not saying that the movie is the thing that convinced me of that. I'm not, you know, that. um, You're not that person. person. (laughs) There are definitely that people. Oh no, all of those. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to say what it sounds like I was saying, but um, (laughs) it just is like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, Everything that's getting pushed back. I think that there's a lot of, um, It's weird that it's going to a streaming service as opposed to premium VOD. Um, Obviously, the idea is that it will drive HBO Max subscriptions, um, and that's kind of the big plan. Obviously, the other HBO Max massive uh, DC situation is the Snyder Cut, which Mm -hmm. that's all I'm going to say about that. And so, I I don't know. I think it's kind of... um, strange and upsetting i don't you know prove me wrong but i'm gonna go ahead and guess that things like batman and james bond will definitely not end up on a streaming service um Uh, probably not yeah but uh, wonder woman will and i'll let you guys um draw your own conclusions there i think it's interesting i think it's weird it's it's strange for canada i really don't see why they wouldn't just wait um but i also understand it's like well you know we get it now and that's better than never so it's definitely a light for a lot of people um, but from a business perspective, I think it's very uh, strange and unfortunate for the movie. Yeah, for sure. I think it's yeah. the problem of this movie was supposed to come out June. Was it June or May? Uh, it was definitely. I thought. I think it was. I think it was June or July. It was the summer yeah. blockbuster one. And then it just it because yeah. it's been pushed. They can only push it so far, or just get it just messes up their entire lineup. So they need to get it out. So I think that's all it is. They just they want it out there. They want to make it is a way to kind of get people on HBO Max. So. I yeah, I mean, they must have done some sort of decision making where they were like, "This will be great for HBO Max." Um, well, they all, that, that service I just is already kind of on fire. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just think it's strange. Like the successes have definitely been via um, premium VOD. Like a lot of the yeah. questioning about things going to streaming, um, a lot of that was answered by I think it was Trolls Two when people actually did throw money at it and it kind of blew everyone away. The yeah. same sort of thing happened with Birds of Prey, which actually did have a theater run, but then they ended up doing an early PVOD release and people bought right. it. Um, so that worked. So I think if anything, I do find the decision very strange with respect to putting it on streaming versus premium VOD. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't really know what the plan is. It's also only going to be on PVOD for, um, or sorry, on streaming just for the month that it's also in. Yeah, that's very strange. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. And then, yeah, it's very specifically US only. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm going to crave in Canada later. So yeah, so far it's just going to be US only HBO Max. They haven't confirmed unless anything's happened today. They haven't confirmed anything with Crave. 
Um, I think they, they admitted it would come to creative, just no just date. Probably like whenever. later with the like yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd no. be curious. Like, I think they would have a lot of success with like an early Blu-ray drop. Um, oh, without question. That. So I think it's, I think it's kind of, I don't know. I want to be excited about it because it means we're getting Wonder Woman and I don't want to be this like pessimist or this person that thinks that like, you know, theaters are going the way of the phone booth just because of one major release going to streaming. I don't want to go there, but I do think it's yeah. just like, oh, you know, I mean, we were only. Yeah, it, it feels like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I like. Oh, I, I just personally like the idea of having a simultaneous release. Um, really hoping they do a better job of making it more regionally distributed. Uh, yeah. Instead of just focusing on the states, but um, I personally don't like going to the movie theater. Um, I get a great experience watching on my own home theater, and uh, I'd like that option for some movies and i oh. i kind of like that to carry over but i might Leaf. be thinking in the i may be the uh outlier here so i don't know i think there's Lisa, where, there. like, where I, have you been I think, i've been saying this since since march <laughs> i think that like that split is very real there are a lot of people like they're the wait for home theater crowd and there are the people that mm-hmm. want it simultaneous like i can tell you that if everything did go pvod and theaters i would probably still go to theaters. so i think that divide is definitely real and something you can't ignore and i think that's a really great point i think it's the streaming thing that's very strange like i don't know how they count their gross numbers but it's gonna be really weird to talk about the gross of wonder woman 2 when it was on streaming and i think that's from the business perspective another important point like like mm. I'm curious, um, Lisa, knowing you well, like to watch things at home if this was like an 18 dollar rental like a movie ticket rental yeah. would you do that no actually you know what i can't say no because uh, yeah. I grew up in I grew up in the VCR age, so um, right. <laughs> and right. I did and I did indeed pay for like home movie rentals and things like that. Um, I liked that we didn't have to for a time. Uh, I understand completely that we would go back to that model. It makes sense, uh, and I feel like you're right in terms of like reporting to your your ROI for a studio. You. They would there would need to be some sort of way to report on that and track that so it's it's um it's a very interesting choice but i feel yeah. like well, i feel like so many studios right now are going in that direction just so that they can they and not this is me not knowing anything about how uh roi is collected through streaming services in terms of viewer uh, outside of viewership but like i, I feel like because it's it's just um it's a platform that's getting the most exposure and finding mm-hmm. ways right so uh oh yeah, yeah. i agree like yeah, yeah. i yeah sorry because that's that's my that's my wonder about this whole thing too but like is it are they gonna kind of do like what disney did with mulan where it's like they made it i mean the price of that movie was exorbitant but i i'm not uh, you know and i haven't seen any um like actual like f- figures about how well mulan did um but it's it, you know is it going to be like a similar thing where it's like okay like is this going to be like this is on HBO Max and it's going to be free all you have to do is sign up for HBO Max because you know nobody's doing that or is this going to be like hey this is on HBO Max it's going to cost you like maybe 20 bucks to rent it but you know now that you're here check out all the other stuff that's on HBO Max like I... in, in which case i don't know, I, I i'd have to imagine there's you know but based on like like account um like information you know you'd be able to track like just like you know how much money was spent from different individual user accounts and then you could sort of track how well it did um but it kind of seems like 
We have oh, this sorry, information. We've got this information from Netflix, right? Like Netflix originals are what they are. In you know, Netflix, isn't making Wonder Woman. Do you know what I mean? There's no. there's a reason for that. Right. It's a massive spectacle with a gigantic budget um, that mean, is supported have, by multiple has. organizations. What was hmm? that, that uh, Chris Pine movie? They did do that one, which was a larger budget. Chris Pine. Do you mean the Chris uh, Evans, the Chris uh, Hemsworth one? That was Chris Pine, wasn't it? I don't know. Which uh, one the the one, one where. Oh yeah. oh, that yeah. is Chris I mean, Pine. Yeah. yeah, I guess, yeah. And, but, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably more research and prep for this, but um, the Netflix model, like, they're in, like, a massive deficit uh, kind of trying this out. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't think it would be a sustainable model to expect, like, DCEU and Marvel Cinematic Universe movies uh, coming directly to streaming for, like, your eight bucks a month. I don't think that's... Yeah realistically where they would go i think this is an adapting to the scenario i think if other things drop and maybe i'll turn out to be completely wrong i heard there's been a huge bidding war for the new james bond movie um and maybe i'll be completely wrong but i don't imagine that you know this would be a test run for the sustainable practice of you know for a monthly um subscription that you're going to get access to all these massive movies i do think it's adapting to a weird situation that we're in um i don't also the fact you have a lot of these uh, big streaming services are trying to buy for your dollars because people are reaching peak streaming. Uh, so when totally. you have like a few tentpole releases like uh, the um, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, and then this will yes. kind of draw people in that might <laughs> not have signed up for HBO Max otherwise. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. And now all those Quibi dollars are not going to Quibi. So they have oh, all those- Quibi. <laughs> oh, Quibi. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> it did have that uh, table Poor read of, uh, the, of of the Princess Bride, so I mean, it had one thing going for it. You know, <laughs> it's it's been a year, but like, and I, you know, obviously people lost their jobs and everything with Quibi, but like the fact that Quibi kind of burned this year too, kind of, I don't know, brings me a little bit of joy. It, it, it started yeah. and burned in like six months. Yeah, but with just billions the, of dollars just burned. It's the best way to burn a billion dollars. But just just for me, like it's. To me, it looks like a definitely a thing of desperation for HBO Max because they're like, hey, they're not really doing as well as they are. They're not really competing all that well with Netflix and the other and the other subscription people. And they have the Snyder Cut, which they've put a lot of money into. And I feel like this is something to tie people over and get people to be like, hey, we got Wonder Woman. We got the Snyder Cut coming. Like, if you want this stuff, we're going to bring it to you. So you, this is a reason to subscribe and sort of stay subscribed kind of thing. Uh I think if HBO Max was doing great, I don't think this move would have happened. I think if, uh, who knows, maybe with COVID, it still would be happening, but it does kind of feel like they're trying to put life into the streaming service. Uh, I think the also, other, you know, yeah. also the fact that a lot of movie theaters are on the verge of shutting down. So yeah. even if they were to go to the movie theaters, it might, like James Bond and The Tenant did not get the numbers they were expecting by far. Yeah. Like The Tenant, yeah. was it like $100 million total? Yeah, I think the the kind of expectation is that that was yeah. their test run of like, let's see if we can actually get people to theaters. And they were like, turns they, out we can't. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> numbers. Like 20 years ago, those would have been amazing numbers. But sure. now they were expecting close to a billion and they got a hundred million when the movie cost a hundred yeah. million. Can Christopher Nolan save the film industry? I remember <laughs> that article. Yeah, sure he, he didn't. Did, he did. But he so I think, right, and that was a Warner Brothers movie as well, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I think that I think so. I think that's why it was the whole thing where it was like Tenet was the test run, it didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Now they're like streaming. Um, yeah. Is I th- yeah I don't know. Like I'm excited. Like I want to be so excited because I want to see the movie so badly. And like um, 
you know, I, yeah, but I was like really expecting like Wonder Woman to be that like first theater experience. And I was going to get my Wonder Woman cup topper and I was going to eat popcorn out of a gold hat <laughs> helmet. And I was like, so hyped. And so that's kind of a bummer, but obviously a very silly thing to be super bummed about. But um, mm-hmm. I, mean, you can I don't still know. Do all I things. think probably the test round. I just think if you look at everything else and how it's getting pushed back, it's just like Wonder Woman, huh? That's the one like of everything yeah, else. It's kind like, of strange. Yeah. Um, and well, I know it makes without like reading too much into it, I do think that it just kind of, it could just be like a massive great decision that they were like, this is the one we're going to test, or it could just really speak to a lack of faith in the movie while everything else is getting pushed back. Yeah. And I think Wonder Woman made enough money that they're like, Hey, like this is, I, I think they look at it as a sure bet and they need something, but it, it could also be that they're like, Oh, we'll just throw it out and do it. But yeah. I don't know. I'll be watching well, to- it when it comes out. I guess I won't be because I'm in Canada, but I don't know. <laughs> It does kind of seem, though, that like everything that that, this year, at least, um, that's gone like digital in terms of like big movies or like, you know, I guess, quote unquote, big movies um, has done fairly well. So I just kind of feel like if Wonder Woman goes to uh, a streaming service and is even like, you know, you have to pay extra for it, you know, in like, 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 you know, similar to like the way Mulan came out, like that this will just sort of like further bolster the idea that movie co- movie uh companies can like simul either like simultaneously release mo- uh digital movies alongside theater releases or you know just start kind of shifting away from that theater experience and then you know uh i think we talked about it before like going to a movie theater is just going to be one of these like vintage experiences that like only it's more of one way to see a thing like you can much like you can see a play like you can vod a play if you really want to uh, but yeah. the, it's a terrible the, experience, but you can do it. Ter- of course, but if you want to see like a major blockbuster, seeing it in most people's houses w- with their 32-inch TV is not the same thing as seeing it in a 100-foot TV. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I definitely don't think this is the death of theater. Cause, like, the I mean, thing, like, going it's, to, what it's going to be the death of? It's going to be the death of the small movies in theaters. I think that is what it's going to be the death Probably. of. Probably. I mean, like... it's still a social experience. You're all People are always going to want to go to see movies because it's just something to get out of your house and do. And I know a lot of people have been missing this during missing that during this pandemic, right? Yeah, and like again, like Jordan, your point, like again, that's more the the birds of prey example. Like Wonder Woman, yeah. unless they they do an about face, it's with a regular HBO Max subscription. It's not the Mulan model. It's not the birds of prey model. It's right. mm-hmm. going to be available if you have a membership, which is completely different, in my opinion, than a premium VOD. I mean, I think For what sure. it will do is it will yeah. draw people to HBO Max because right now I believe that streaming service is not seeing the numbers they wanted. No. Yeah, I've, I was talking about it the other day. Apparently the numbers aren't great, but I actually, and I don't know the answer to this, um, Canada's numbers are usually lumped in with like box office numbers and mm-hmm. subscription numbers, but because Canada doesn't have HBO Max, we're through Crave. I actually don't know if our numbers count. Although I, I don't know that that would be the thing that would push it over the... Canada, the, the massive market that is Canada, will push it way over the limit. Right <laughs> yeah, I don't know that like our numbers are the thing that would push it necessarily, but I do think that like when you're comparing awesome. to like Netflix and stuff, I don't know yeah. how if there's a spread because of that. Yeah, I don't know the answer, but yes, HBO Max is not doing as well as they expected, and maybe this is their attempt to bolster it. The Snyder Cut, yay! God. Put it out, guys. It's I mean all that spiky. Uh, who was that? Steppenwolf. Armor? Yeah. Oh my god. Please, 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 no, please, no. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to. It was like he was like a cat covered in staples, something like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be the best movie ever. It's gonna totally justify There's everything. And 
15 new minutes. Someone explain that to that me. That is a movie length of new minutes. <laughs> That's how many That's Pokemon were in the original movie. Pokemon game minus new. <laughs> That's a good comparison, Alex. So, so we can just take a second here. Can we just take a second okay. to understand the fact that HBO probably thought this movie was basically easy to finish, no problem, $20 million done. And they just spent the, the entire amount on the movie again yeah. to release the cut of a movie from a guy that's not a great director and probably not going to be a good movie anyway. Why, why that... lose money once when you can lose money twice? Yeah, double the amount. It's like... strange. It's... Well, you could pacify a big bunch of fanboys who think that this is the reason everyone thinks that Justice League is a bad movie. And if this is going to totally movie. change everyone's opinions nope, about it's everything. it's going to be a bad movie. So strange. Yeah, they, why didn't they just let it die in obscurity? Like, why are they continuing to throw money? Like, they have so many opportunities to turn things around. Like, whatever you thought about Joker, and it's not a secret what I thought about Joker, that worked and was like a gigantic success. Like, why are you still trying to fix this movie? Keep going and do the things that are working for you. It's so strange. I don't know. I mean, good for them. They're smarter than me. They have executive positions that I don't. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I feel like all this proves is that they're like, hey, you know what? If you harass us long enough, we'll give you whatever you want, man. Like, yeah. what, what do you want? Like, we'll do it. I would almost have a different, I mean, this is not true, but I would almost have a different opinion on the Wonder Woman situation if there wasn't a Snyder Cut situation. Like, I'd almost be like, listen, HBO Max is trying something exciting. But because I know that they're already trying the Snyder Cut thing, I'm like, Ugh, whatever. What are they doing? <laughs> Speaking of, kind of an about face, um, nice. kind of continuing, not an about face at all. Okay. Kind of a new topic, but still on topic. Um, the Terrence Winter news is very interesting with respect to the GCPD series, I mm. think. Um, did, does anyone know what I'm talking about? No, elaborate, please. Okay, sure. It's related. So the Matt Reeves Batman movie is, uh, well, they're trying to make it. Um, and one of the things that came along with it and its connection to HBO Max, which again was part of this whole like bolstering HBO Max um, stuff, was that there was going to be a companion or a spinoff uh, Gotham City PD um, series on HBO Max that was going to be kind of a spinoff of the movie. And it'd be like kind of vaguely related. And it was going to be um, the showrunner was supposed to be Terrence Winter, who is the showrunner and head writer for Boardwalk Empire. Um, which I was like, oh my God, finally, guys, this is it. They've been promising us a good organized crime drama out of Gotham for like 30 years, and we're finally going to get it. This is our time. Um, and Terrence Winter just exited the series based on creative differences. Oof. So, yeah, giant oof. Um, apparently, I mean, obviously, you know, who knows, but apparently he wasn't getting along with Matt Reeves um, with respect to their creative vision. Um, so I think that's also kind of um, a panic situation. There's all this news kind of broke around the same time. Um, and probably a lot of stock was put into this uh, series. Like Terrence Winter is huge. He was really, really successful for HBO. Um, he makes excellent crime dramas and cop dramas. So um, yeah, him exiting is also kind of like, oh, so that show is also not doing so great along with this movie, this Batman movie that um, gave everyone COVID. So I don't know. I think it's interesting news. I think it's, I'm really disappointed. I was really, really excited for a Terrence Winter series. And I even, when he was initially um, announced for that position, I was kind of like, oh, this is too good to be true. There's just no way we're going to get it. And then it was mm. like, surprise. <laughs> having, sure enough. having never seen Boardwalk Empire, but I feel like this is my comparison. It's like when the Avatar TV series lost the 
show creators, like the live action one they're doing, and the the show creators, like, yeah, we're not actually involved with it anymore. And I'm oh, just like, oh, you're like, okay. oh no, yeah, uh, yeah. That got weird. We got this. Vampire. We got this guy named M Knight something, and apparently he's gonna make a really good show out of it. Oh god. Um, oh no. Um, I love World Empire. <laughs> I think it's the best. I could yell about it forever. But one thing that it is is like a very, very excellent. Like of all the things that you, whether you like it or don't like it, you think it's too slow. You think it's whatever. Um, it's a really, really excellent um, character and story driven organized crime drama, which is something that I personally think a lot of Batman media misses. Um, so I was like, oh god he's gonna nail this because how do you make a cop show in 2020 spinning off of batman like no one wants that um but he's very good at the whole nasty corruption angle um so i was like oh this could actually be kind of cool um so i'm really not Mm -hmm. sure what sort of batman cop show is going to come off of a new likable commissioner gordon in 2021 that people are going to be super psyched about but we'll see who knows yeah hbo max but could be part of why they were like "Uh uh-oh um, let's throw Wonder Woman at the fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's invulnerable, right? Not, you know, of all the Warner Brothers execs that definitely are listening to this podcast, they're gonna be like, "This Lindsay chick." No Literally idea. What okay. Oh uh, yeah. If there's any Warner Brothers execs, please just send send Lindsay all the films. And stuff. Yeah. 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 Send yeah. me just... Wonder Woman, and also feel free to correct me on the record. I will. Uh... Haha. Just kidding. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> are you telling me that you wouldn't get HBO Max just for Animaniacs? Uh, first of all, Animax is on Hulu. Ooh, oh, it's on Hulu? Yikes, yikes, I thought yikes. it was on HBO Max. Yikes, yikes, yikes. No, it was on Hulu, November 20th. Oh, I'm, yep. oh, I made a Oof. grievous we error. We have a review of that, Joel. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. But I didn't Lindsay, did you review it? I did. Okay, well, <laughs> I caught I caught Lindsay's, like, updates on, like, Twitter, and I was like, all right, that's fine. Uh, HBO Max is doing pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's now a Disney property, apparently. Uh, oh. Okay. What? Oh, maybe. Hulu's Disney. Oh. Disney is producing it. Weird. Wait, Disney is Disney Plus and Hulu? Yes. Okay, well, never mind. Are they going to move from the... Disney has everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Are are the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister Dot going to move from the Warner Studio lot? So they like the Warner movie lot. They love Um, the Water Tower. Why would you... So I know... Yeah. I know this is a this is like kind of an unrelated tangent, but I just found this out and I and I like it's so fascinating to me. So do you guys know why Dot is named Dot? Because she's the Dot in the Warner Brothers logo. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's, oh my I just found that out recently. I was like, oh my god, that's so clever. And welcome to 1996, Jordan. Yikes. I didn't know. I was like, I was like 10 when that show came out. I didn't pick up on the subtleties of mm-hmm. clever writing. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. And guys, Dot's mm. clever and witty now, not just cute. Oh, I wish I was clever and witty in 2020, but Warner Brothers hasn't approached me. <laughs> Hulu, Disney hasn't. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Those were their words, not mine. I would never say someone was just cute. You can be cute. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's cute. It's a cute show. Kind nice. of Hulu. Oh. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm a little. I'm still a little sad that all the other characters aren't in it, but. They're from not. What I've heard of you. Um, and there's a, a Russian knockoff of Hello Nurse. Um, That's weird, but okay. I like the term Russian knockoff, so I'm, I'm sold. So you're sold. Um, yeah, Pinky and the Brain are fun. They are back. They are in 2020 or 2018 when they wrote the show, and they are using Instagram filters to take over the world. It's very clever. Oh, that um, seems like a bad idea, but okay. Like the yeah. kids. 
Okay, but is it doing a good job with like normal? I haven't seen it yet, and I'm so excited modernizing to do... it. Yeah, no, I I meant like yeah, make using modern references as they did back in the nineties, early two thousand. Yes, it was the nineties. You are correct. It has been uh, as I say twenty two years since they left us. Um, yeah, they are super um relevant and topical as ever the one thing and i don't think i'm the only person who said this so they make a one of their many meta gags in the first episode about the fact that it was written in 2018 so they're filling in a lot of the blanks and that's kind of a really cute gag except like 2018 to 2020 like was a very short news cycle so they really truly missed a lot and it's pretty palpable um so it's kind of um it's super fun and cute and it feels like your old friends are back and they're like you're an adult now and we're gonna talk to you that way and so it's actually really fun and cute that way but it's Mm -hmm. really really palpable and weird that you know like in november of 2020 they're making jokes that were written in 2018 when like covid wasn't a thing and um this whole election wasn't a thing so like a lot of the like russian bot jokes are kind of like they don't really play so well you know yeah Yeah. Hmm. Um, I feel so, I, yeah I really huh? hope that uh, that I said I really hope that if this if this does well that maybe they consider relaunching Freakazoid because yeah. if in case you don't remember and if any listeners don't know uh, Freakazoid that was um, Steven Spielberg's other like TV show cartoon where the titular character is like so, is a computer nerd who gets sucked into the internet. And it gives him superpowers, but it also makes him go insane. And I think that that would play pretty well nowadays. Jordan, I feel you're just describing Twitter. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he gains the power of the internet, and instead of becoming, like, an all-knowing super god, he just goes in nuts. Like (laughs) There was some, like, when the um, Animaniacs news was announced in, like, 2018... They talked about like Freakazoid might be next, but I don't know. But they have already ordered the second season of Animaniacs, so they're obviously feeling pretty confident. Um, so we'll see, oh, that would we'll be see great. how it does. I'm really curious what people ultimately think of Animaniacs because when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is so fun and cute and good. Um, but the jokes are really subtle and like quick and um, not just like quick and clever, but like like in pace. Um, so well, that's what the show really always was, wasn't it? Yeah, I can yeah. think of like not paying attention to it. Um, do you know what I mean? Like just putting yeah. it on in the background and binging it really quickly because it's just like 13, 22 minute episodes. Um, so I'm curious how it's going to do, but it's really fun. Like I said, my biggest gripe and I saw it, I was like, oh, I wonder if I'm the only one who thinks this. And it seems like, because I thought everyone would have their nostalgia goggles on, but it seems like a lot of people mentioned it that it's, they joke that it was written in 2018 and it was like very, very obviously written in 2018. <laughs> Ooh, yeah like there's just like these like really like flaccid like jokes about oh this plane comes from russia to the usa every day and they like pan out and it's air force one and you're like okay yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing i i you know what um that that feels wrong uh probably the subject matter but i also remember like when i watched it when it was first like when the original series was on it, it did the same thing uh, I'm, I think I'm a little older than everyone in the cast here, so I just remember like it, it was trying very hard to straddle adult jokes versus mm-hmm. kid jokes, and it didn't really land in the adult section very well. Um, a lot of things were like, okay, this joke was funny maybe ten years ago, but so it actually, like for nostalgia's sake, kind of works. 
But so I don't are you telling me like the adult jokes? I mean, that like it's super, super topical. And I feel like they knew. I mean, I don't know when they knew their release date. They knew it would come out in 2020. And so like you're coming out like in the month during an election year written in 2018. You've got to know that like gags about like trolls on the Internet. Like, yeah, you know, Russian bots on the Internet. Um probably would presumably been still relevant in 2020 but so much has happened that we're kind of like oh my god russian bots on twitter are just like not the biggest election issue right now so it's not even that they're like um they're like not you know they're too adult or too political or anything like that it's almost like they feel like they weren't written this year do you know what i mean yeah yeah well maybe maybe that's something that they'll like kind of like bring up and address it in a second season like how they kind of like drop the ball on a lot of stuff like between like writing and release and i'm sure they'll have a couple jokes like primed for that one where it's like we gotta be more on the ball and stuff like that probably it's very cute the meta humor is cute this is not like an i hated it thing i'm just like that was the thing that you'll notice while you're watching it you'll be like oh my god when did this come out and then you'll be like oh yeah last Um, week (laughs) (laughs) and that and that that really is a hard thing to uh to like work with because like especially like yeah when you're writing things to be like unless you're kind of like south park where you're basically like like writing an episode like the week before it comes out um like uh, i think a lot of the shows that you know are on like kind of like on netflix and stuff like they do well because like they either are like set in different time periods but they still kind of like address things that are going on now to kind of like connect those like dots or they just kind of like throw it to the wind and say okay whatever like we'll just make a show that's about something and it doesn't have to have any like 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 direct topicality to it yeah I have a lot of thoughts about that, about topical stuff, but I feel like I don't want to go on a massive tangent, but anyway, the show's that's a, good. That's it's a really different fun. podcast. You'll like it, but there <laughs> is, like, it's very obviously two years old. You can read Lindsay's review on cgbackonline.com. Yeah, cgbackonline.com. I was just about to say that. Thank you. Uh, uh, cgbackonline.com. And, uh, so we have, uh, but you know, we have some time to, uh, to move forward a little bit. So, uh, I want to hear, uh, uh, Lisa's been playing bug, bug snacks. All right. Um, I played, Tell us about that. I played, First off, qualifier. I only played about an hour of the game. All right. That's fine. We're not. We don't. We don't do research on this podcast. Ah, uh, I, I do intend <laughs> to go back to it. Um, I. It, it's fine. I believe. I believe your words to me were, uh, "It's slime rancher without the ranch." Yes. Yeah, or rancher. the slime. You know what? Okay. Um, I I really had high hopes for this one. Octodad was so good. Um, this is not. It's not bad and again i'm just this is only an hour and i can't i don't have a fully fleshed out opinion on this yet because i haven't played enough of it to really get a good thought on it but um i i'm not a fan uh it's it's cute you get to so uh, essentially if there is a story where you're you're dropped into an island that uh, this researcher is looking for this these creatures that are called bug snacks they're supposed to be the most delicious things in the world um however you find that they do cause like these very weird side effects and things like that and the researcher is missing and so you're supposed to go and find her uh for a report that you're doing on her for your newspaper uh so my understanding so far is that you're going to go trap these bug snacks and give them to people and do a whole bunch of these 
catch and fetch mis missions for now. Anyway, I'm sure there's more happening after, like, literally just play the tutorial part. Um, but, uh, it, it's... You know, my, okay, here's my gripe. My gripe is, it's not <laughs> bad yet. It's not a bad game. I'm sure it'll be really great. I just don't love that it was like a launch title for the PS5. Um, mm. It definitely does not showcase the cap the capabilities of the PS5. No, I, and... it's so funny because um, Dunkey did a really good video, like talking about bug snacks and like, like making it sound like it's this like technical powerhouse and it does all these like amazing like graphical things but it's just like what you're seeing on screen just looks like ps4 footage yeah, like it, it, not even like I, ps3 footage I, I, don't yeah. I don't understand why it was an exclusive um i mean i i guess i can understand from like a marketing point of view why it would be an exclusive uh, but it was a free exclusive which is interesting um, i think it makes pretty good use of the like uh, the main thing and i've also played like only like 40 minutes of the game but it Whenever you catch a bug, the controller does has a really cool feeling to it, and the bugs kind of like talk to you from the controller, and it's really cute. Yeah. Um. So I think that that integration is cool, but the actual core gameplay loop that Lisa was talking about isn't all that interesting, at least not yet. So it's kind of like. See, I'm gonna. Does it have to be on a PS5? Yeah, Alex, you like I'm the gonna, core I'm gameplay gonna, loop? I'm gonna disagree with you on that, Alex. Um, I think it's gimmicky the way it's using the technology. The the the. the Oh boo! No, sorry, I, I do. I think I think the use of the, the, use of the um the um sorry, what's uh, the uh haptic feedback on the controller and and the the microphone in there? It just feels like. Remember when the Wii U launched and they're all I love the Wii U. Oh, my favorite console. Yeah. And there was like was a lot of games yeah, yeah. that just You're used... on the Wii U, Lisa. Sorry, sorry. I know this is the wrong <laughs> podcast for me to make this comment about Nintendo. Um, as much as Nintendo's awesome. Um. <laughs> Here, here I am being like the polite person that I am. But yeah, you know how there was a lot of games. You know there were a lot of games that just it, it was just like okay, it's it's cre it's using the the controller for the sake of using the controller like, because it has these things. Yeah. We're just gonna do it anyway. Yeah, that's what that felt yeah. like to me, and that's why I was just like, I'm really hoping if I play longer, there will be more. Like it'll be exemplified a little bit better um but it that like that just felt gimmicky it i didn't see like i didn't need the voices talking to me out of the controller definitely didn't need that also <laughs> as someone who's hard of hearing it all it did was freak me out okay um <laughs> but see i love stuff like that because like i was playing i was playing a little bit of miles morales and like i i, I, I didn't realize like i because I, cause I have my microphone on my controller turned down pretty low so like when i kind of heard that like, like when you like web sling and the little thwips come out of the controller i was like oh that's kind of neat yeah but see here's the thing it was for me it was like okay cool but why so why not why not <sighs> but anyway yeah, it, thank you. i don't see why it couldn't have been like I, I mean, strategically, could have been better <laughs> as a simultaneous, like, or at least a limited exclusive for PS5. And I don't see why you can't play this on a PS4. Money yeah, is yeah. literally it. Yeah. And I yeah, think that's sure. what did, <laughs> that <laughs> roadblock, that roadblock right there, was the thing that kind of took me out of the excitement of that game. And I haven't been able to go back to it since because of that. So uh. maybe that's just a, a bit of a bias. Um, it it seems I would like to see where the story goes because it does look like it's gonna be goofy. It's gonna be fun. Uh, I the the gameplay is pretty, whatever it is. Uh, well, but I mean, I don't think I don't, I don't think know. you're alone in this because I think I've seen a lot of stuff online too. People kind of saying that Bug Snacks like isn't really like what they thought it was gonna be and is a little it is kind of mediocre. Like I, I, you're you're definitely not alone in that. I think I think the the theme song overhyped it. 
Yeah, that was a great. Oh, I will say that. You did that. Oh, yeah. It's Bug Snacks. Wait, Brendan. Talk about Bug Snacks. You've never heard the theme song? I think. Oh, it's good. so good. It's so good. Brent, uh, so Jordan's gonna end the end the podcast with like a ten second, uh, you know, so can yeah. compliant amount of clip, so that you can when you listen back to edit, Brendan, you can hear it. But it's uh... Uh, no, I'm editing it and I'm gonna sing it. Okay, he's just gonna sing it. Oh, All right. oh okay, oh, I gotta perfect, go. Perfectly uh... so can compliant. No, but... But uh, but Brendan and Alex, uh, I hate you both because you have PS5s. But you uh, you want to yeah. talk about them? I'm pretty sure Lisa has one too. If she's playing Bugs Next, right? Yeah, that that would be what I was playing it on. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I was just <laughs> in my head. I was just like, wait. Yes. Uh, yeah. I got a PS5. How about you, Brendan? I do too. Nice. It, it, good talk. Oh, they yeah. already talked about the PS5. <laughs> yeah, the end. yeah. Yes, we have yeah. them. <laughs> I mean, like it's. It's something I wasn't planning on getting, and then I ended up getting kind of thing, and it sort of fell into place. But um, I've enjoyed oh, it. I really, I, <laughs> I don't know, but but I, mean, I really enjoyed Miles Morales. We it was like wait for the, you know the day up. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I pre-ordered like a sane person. So hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, I don't know, but I feel like it's like hindsight, but also everyone telling you that you're not going to be able to get it on launch day, and then you don't yeah. get it on launch day, and it's like. But like people had problems with the pre-orders too like oh it wasn't like it was a smooth launch from even from the pre-order side yeah i sat on like a a, a, a pre-order thing for like two hours at night to get it like, i was on the french ago. shoppers drug mart for four yeah, hours refreshing exactly. the french shoppers drug mart oh, yeah, and, they like, and they came through and they came through yeah right. well, i'm not jumping through all those hoops guys <laughs> We got one you didn't, so there you go. I know, but, oh, but uh, just in in terms of time and to not make Jordan hear about the PS5 for too much. Um, I mean, I've I've had it for like a week because I guess it came out a week ago. Or, yeah, you did the or, review or, of Miles Morales. However, that works. Yeah, I did the review of Miles Morales, and it's a very fun game. I like that it's only seven hours long because yeah, it's, 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 it's really mm. short considering. There's some yeah. side drag I found though. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I didn't do any side missions in my like first like main playthrough thing. I basically just did all story and left the side missions for for so after the, kind of so thing. The, there's a lot of like, do run across the entire city to do this one thing, and then run back mm-hmm. across the city to do this other thing, then run back yeah. across the city to like I don't I don't really care like. You can also fast travel on the subway, which is which is cool. And like it's like the load times in, in the I think the PS4 yeah. version of the old Spider-Man, it took you like thirty seconds, and this one takes like three seconds, and it's yeah. like wow, this is like. Everyone talks about how load times are the big thing with next gen so far. Like that's what you're gonna notice at launch, and it's like yeah. it's true. And even in, I've, I've been playing some uh, Dark Souls and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, PS4 versions, it's really cool. But uh, Spider-Man, it's it's a very pretty game. Like I, there are moments where I see this like cross generational jump, and it's it's not like it's not like a night and day thing where PS4 looks awful, this looks great, but it, it's cool. And there's the ray tracing mode, and there's a 60 FPS mode, and it, it's a very pretty game. Uh, it's a fun game in like seven hour thing. Like I said, like mm-hmm. I just love being able to get a full story in seven hours, beat the game. And, you know, okay. I, I can jump back in and play and have fun with that. But I don't need a 30-hour story thing. And I'm like, you know, like, not all games have to be that long. And I, I appreciate that 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 this one was was kind of short in that. Um, I, the other main thing... Yeah, go ahead, Jordan. Brandon. The fact that even a seven-hour game, I do feel that the pricing that right now is in Canada is a little harsh for the amount of yeah. hours getting out of that. Because it's... The original Spider-Man was, like, $79.99 game. This one's like $69 for seven hours. Yeah, and if you are if you haven't played the original Spider-Man game or if you have any inclination of playing it yeah. again, I'd get the Ultimate Edition because you get you get both of them, I think, so for like 90. 90 bucks. Yeah, so it's like an extra 30 bucks, but you get like the remastered nice version yeah. of, the, the, of that Spider-Man game where you can get like 50 hours of, of story and or whatever stuff exactly. going on, uh, which is good, but it, it is kind of expensive on its own. Uh, did you get to unlock the Spider-Verse suit, uh, Brendan? 
I didn't. I unlocked a few different suits just by doing those yeah. like crates and stuff like that. But I don't think I got the uh, Spider Verse suit. So, so are you Brendan? Are are you are you a hundred percent sure? Because I just just playing like I bought uh the PS4 version like just when it came out, right. and one of the suits that it start literally the starts the game with is the Spider Verse suit. Mine, I didn't see it. Mine, I had to unlock it. I, yeah. Yeah. Did, I think a pre order bonus you get it for free, but yeah, otherwise you, you have to you wait till level free. thirteen, and then you yeah. gotta like spend in game currency. Like it, it was a bit of a struggle to get. Um, but it's cool, and I, I, I mean, I think a lot of people have seen Spider Man to the Spider Verse, and it has a really cool animation style. And what that oh, suit does it. is it brings that style to Miles and he moves in that sort of motion. And I got it like three quarters like, through the game and I played the rest of the game with that suit on and it was just grit on my face, really cool cosmetic thing going on because it captures it so well. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like my game literally started with that and now I, I have no other reason to use any other suit. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, it's, just, sure. maybe, it's, maybe it's a solace bonus for all us sad sacks who didn't get PS5s. Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> I, I don't think that it's really something that is worth $700 Canadian with taxes to buy right now. Like, I, there just yeah. aren't enough games. I mean, I, I guess if your PlayStation 4 is, isn't working well and you want to still play those games and you have the money to upgrade, I say go for it. But for now, I, honestly, Jordan, you can play Spider-Man on PS4 <laughs> yeah. and, you, and, and you're you're, you're yeah. fine doing that. Like, I would wait on it. And and that was, that was my thing. I don't yeah. normally get a console like right at launch, uh, but I did this time. Uh, I mean, it's a very it. pretty I, console. You know what? Oh, I, really I, I totally agree with Alex. It's de the load times definitely make it. Um, I actually, yeah. I but as Brendan called out, a lot of the games there for it. They're just they're just cost prohibitive right now. You know, you spent yeah. you drop like mm -hmm. if you get the if you get the the non digital version, um, and you drop like six hundred or seven hundred after taxes. Seven hundred eleven dollars and eighty nine cents yes. at Shoppers Drug Mart. Yeah. At Shoppers Drug Mart. No, you know um, what? Like, and and then go to go and grab one of the games like that are like priced minimum i think yeah i think it was uh miles morales was like the cheapest of the bunch at 70 bucks yeah yeah, yeah. 70 bucks that was the, yeah. the cheapest if you're, of the if you're buying controller it's 100 bucks also yeah. so yeah exactly so i mean no uh, it, but it, it's 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 cool um and the you know the free games that are available through uh, P, uh ps now right uh, PS Plus yeah. has like 12 or 13 yeah. PlayStation yeah. 4 games that are like God of all, War. All of, uh, yeah. and, five enhancements though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They all have the enhancements. So if you haven't played any of those. Except for Bloodborne. Bloodborne is I heard that no, was still, bad. I heard it's worse. Yeah, I heard that was really bad and that's really upsetting because that's like one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, it's I was worse really, than PS5 was, for some reason. That was half the reason I was excited to get a PS5 was because I was like, oh, nice. I'm going to play Bloodborne. It's going to be at 60 FPS. It's going to look nope. better. Like, it's going to be great. And yeah, nope. no, they apparently they really dropped the ball on Bloodborne. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's one of 13 games, I guess, though. So it's like... Yeah, but it's one of my favorite of games of Get all Demon time. Get Demon Souls, so. dude. Yeah, Demon Souls. I don't know, like great. stupid Demon Souls. Demon Souls. Pay ninety dollars. Beautiful. No, no, no. I, I, I will admit. Uh, just kind of like just, just to double back to like what you were saying before. Like when I was editing uh, the footage of what uh, Brendan captured for Miles Morales, like there was a part where like during a mission he, you died, and then like, but like, and like, but like the time from like my jaw literally hit the floor from like time of death to See back in the game. Yeah. I like genuinely like counted it out. I was just like, Hey, like one, two, and it was like two, like it was like less than two seconds and you were back in the game. And I was like, like, I like that's kind of, I know it's such a like weird, like technical nerdy thing to be excited yeah. about, but like, that is actually like what made me like kind of a little bit more like upset that I don't have one of these things. I was just like, Oh my God, like the load times on this system are so fast. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling. But I mean, like, and I, and I, I think we, we, we did talk about it a little bit last week. Like, did, you know, did you edit up the footage from uh, Demon's Souls yet? No, 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 I just got that. 
Okay, cool. <laughs> now, ev- now everyone listening is, is, is going to keep Jordan. Remember, tweet at him, at Ninja Jordan. Make sure he gets his job done. <laughs> He's all getting cut out. Oh, oh, the moment behind the magazine, I guess, eh? <laughs> I mean, um, when else are you going to talk to people other than on a podcast? Brandon's smart at this, right? He's just like, oh, you guys are here now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, he, now Jordan's He's accountable, meeting. so. Well, I yeah. have you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I talked, I did talk about it a little bit last week too. Like, I, I definitely got caught up in the FOMO of it because I'm, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with you on, on, you know, Lisa, like what you were saying. Like, like, I, you know, I'm not really a guy who really does go out and get a console at launch too. Like, and you know, and I, and I talked about this a little bit last week. Like, the, the Switch, I think, was an exception in the past couple of console generations, just because, like, I was so genuinely like excited for what the switch was just doing as a console that i just like needed to have it on the day it came out but like i waited a good year before i got a ps4 like i waited quite a while before i even i think even the, when the 360 came out i waited for a while like all the way back like the only other console i can think and i know it's it's it's, it's so ridiculous because they're both nintendo consoles was like the wii the wii was the one that i like had to have day one and I like I just couldn't because like you know t- like getting one of those your hands on one of those things even at that time was was hard because everybody wanted one, but like I'm not no I'm not I'm not super super bummed about it like I am a little bit but you know that's mostly just like the FOMO and you know when when these things actually become available to all people like I'll be yeah. happy to get it but but I you know I I I see it and I agree with you guys like there really isn't that much on the system right now that really like is making me like wanting to like try as hard as I can or like you know cave and get one from a scalper at like three times the price so well, i mean i'm not, I'm not so upset about it I, 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 maybe, maybe oh, two yeah, times no, the absolutely. cost like 1400 dollars <laughs> sounds really good for a ps5 like a 700 is a bit too much for me but 1400 yeah. is like mm, <laughs> yeah that's it, <laughs> yeah uh, but just I, I i guess last couple things on the playstation i played apex legends on it and one of the things that's yeah. cool about apex is that every gun has a different recoil because it, it like it uses the um mm-hmm. the sort of motion sensor it doesn't help your game i'm still terrible at apex but it's cool to be like oh my gosh that that gun feels different than that other gun that I can't hit that guy with. So it's yeah, that, that, that's that, a cool I thing. Have, I have to say that <clears throat> the um, the tactile feedback on the controller is really nice. Like they've really stepped up the game there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I the, mean, the, uh, and you know, I actually went back to God of War because uh, I did not play it the first time around. Past I think like the first chapter or something. Um, and I have to say, as one of the games that scaled up, it looks stunning, and it does, it does make like very conscious use of how it uses the feedback in the controller like that first fight yeah. right that that first major fight bot mini boss fight that you do um was that um loki boulder oh, boulder boulder yeah boulder. Boulder. um it, it it just it it really does like it, it was very nuanced so it wasn't like you know when you mm. with a normal do a shock you just you felt you felt the rumble and that's that this was like you felt like the you felt the impact in different parts of your hand and it was different degrees of impact as well, which was like, and that, that's a very good use of like that particular tactic. Yes. So. See, like, st- it's like stuff like that too. Like that, that's probably one of the other only, like only other things that like really genuinely like makes me want a PS5 right now, because like, you know, and, and I've talked about this before, like that's, it's, it's a lot of what the Switch does with the Joy-Cons, right? Like with the HD rumble, like, you know, little stuff like that, like even, you know, that like really doesn't like affect gameplay 
to such a degree but like you know like it's like like moments in mario odyssey like where, where i've talked about before like the the one level where the water is supposed to be carbonated so when you jump into the water you can like feel the bubbles running up the controller through the hd rumble and it's like such a small like detail but it like like, like what lisa said like it adds so much more nuance to the game itself that it like genuinely enhances the experience and the load times rock and the- yeah yeah it's cool i mean it would it's something that's only going to be used more as it goes forward. I think, I think it's going to be something that as much as it's gimmicky and bug snacks, I think it's actually kind of cool. And like, I don't think it's going to go the way of like PlayStation move or anything like that, where it's like, yeah, no games are going to use it. I think we're actually going to get this used in games and probably use better than we've seen in the first, like what eight games that are out right now. I think so. I um, think um, also I'm really excited to see what developers are going to do with this in about a year and a year and a bit yeah. after things, you know, after, after the technology has been around a lot more, uh, the dev kits are a lot more available to de- developers as they're working towards it. Um, I think we're yeah. going to get some really exciting things, um, especially in terms of the 3d sound. I don't think, again, I'm, I'm talking this as someone who's hard of hearing, but uh, I didn't notice too dramatically of a dis- difference when setting it up for your head. There was a difference though, which was already a step ahead of where we've been in like mm-hmm. the past year, especially with like binaural audio being a, a thing that a lot of developers are trying to explore um, to see it like that. I I'm very excited uh, to see what developers are going to do in terms of taking advantage of the, the potential of the technology that's available to them right now in a console. Version, yeah. Which is and an accessible sure. thing. So it'll be more motivating because we had this, we had a lot of this technology available in PC, but it was always cost prohibitive. And so it put a lot of developers out, but having something that is a, consumer-based product that will be in the hands of many will be a great motivating factor and allow especially indie studios a lot of experimentation and i think we're in for a few couple of years of of pretty exciting projects to come out maybe not a lot but the ones that do come out i think will really um really be interesting to see yeah yeah and and then the the last thing for me that I'm like, I think the most excited that I am about my PS five is that it has like 4k Blu-ray capabilities. So I can like, Oh, I can actually buy these things now. Um, and then I realized they're very expensive and everything. So if anybody has any <laughs> so, recommendations uh, for films to get that, that, that'll look good in 4k or, or, or what have you, I'm, I'm getting tenant for my dad for Christmas. I hope he's not listening in my house. I don't think he's, listening definitely he's here. So that'd be weird. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if you, if you get any ideas, let me know people. Basically, what we're trying to say is, Sony, send me a PS5, please. I'm not saying that, but I'm not either. Yeah. No, I, I... Sony, don't send him one. Hey, no, well, I... I need one to do my job. I mean, do you? Hmm. Do you really though? Kind of. Not, not, not at least until 2021. <sighs> this hurts, guys. This hurts. I mean, you walked into this. Just saying. Yeah, you kind of did. Kind of did. Well, before I have to suffer any more of your abuse, I mean, you know, you know what? Um, I'm gonna have the chair cast going on. I thought we were gonna just like t- spend like four hours on chairs. Oh, do we have <laughs> oh, time for chairs? chairs? You know today? what? I th- Oh no. Oh, okay, you know what? It's it's a big it's a big it's a big table. Let's have a, a little bit of a longer cast. Lindsay, I know you want to talk about chairs. Go for it's it. Like all that I think about 24/7 is chairs. <laughs> have you have Thanks. you taken a plunge or are you still are you still dipping your your toes in the water? What what, what what's the sitch? Uh, I'm somewhere between those things. Okay. Oh, um, okay. It's like all I think about 24/7 all day every day. And uh, <laughs> I can't wait to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Um and select 
uh, a seating device. Uh, but it's a very difficult decision. So I'm always here for any and all uh, recommendations. Um, yeah, I've picked one that I've decided like good to pine. over. Hmm? Go on. What? I like a, you know, a good pine chair, yeah, uh, yeah. handcrafted. How do I mute um, Jordan? I can't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been muted this whole time. I, I just guess based on the things. I'm <laughs> seeing the waveforms. Pretty good too, but um, um, yeah. yeah well, I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, I can't decide. There's one that I'm obsessing over, but I also like don't know if I'm obsessing over it because the internet told me to, or if it's like actually worth obsessing over. So it's like, do I throw a bunch of money that I don't really have at something because I'm obsessed with it, but then it shows up and it's not as good as I thought? Like that's right. You know, it's a tough yeah. call. Tough call. Yeah, and I mean. As someone who recently bought a chair for more money than I ever thought I'd buy a chair for, yeah. uh, it's it's been like I don't know. I've had this for three weeks, and it's the it's the uh, let me look at the back. It's the Secret Lab. Yeah, that's the company. Mm -hmm. uh, Titan XL chair, and it's like XL. very like. Yeah, go what? on. Yeah, no, I, I, I follow ups. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just someone who's always had sort of back problems, kind of mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. So I and I've spent I've been spending a lot of time the last few months sitting in a chair for like six to eight hours a day kind of thing so it's like right. I need something that's good so I decided to oh you know what I'll, I'll throw some money at a chair see how it is and it's been such a little change <clears throat> but such a meaningful change in a way because I mean it's just something that you're sitting on and you don't really notice but like just the it's just like my back feels better and like in the middle of the day if I want to like lie down I can like in my chair kind of thing like just lounge it all the way back put a blanket on have like a power nap for like 10 minutes kind of thing yeah. get refreshed um, the, the cushion on top, it's like a memory foam gel kind of thing, but, and it's cushiony and it's so comfortable and it's like the, the it's, it, it's a great chair. And I never thought that for that price, it would make sense, but it does. Um, and there's also like a, I think yeah. a 30 day, you know, money back thing, if, if, if that's something there, but I am quite enjoying the, the, the secret lab chair. This is excellent information. The secret, I, you know, full disclosure, the secret lab is the one that I am obsessing over. Um, however, my, I don't want to say issue, but um, issue is that most of these chairs are targeted for people five nine plus, and I am yeah. a whopping five three and a half, so and they do have one targeted at smaller people. Um, mm -hmm. Secret Lab is one of very few that has them targeted at smaller people, um, but it has fewer uh, features than the big boy. That's kind of weird. Yeah. They didn't include the both same features in both chairs. That is odd. The only like main one, other I mean, like it, it, it obviously is a less wide chair because it's like I don't know size wise or whatever. Uh, is the is the Titan has like an actual like knob that adjusts yeah. the um, I the lumbar with that right? knob right lumbar, now. Yeah. That sounds right? bad. But... It's this is okay. Yeah, uh, it's a fantastic knob. Just saying. It is. Brendan. It is. It's lumbar great. Knob. Ten and, out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Which but, is apparently like a yeah. Go on. Like, like, it's definitely a thing that made me go with the Titan. And then I had a friend who got one already, and he's like, okay, like, because I'm like five, five, like ten and a half. So I'm yeah. like, oh, like, I'm kind of on the edge. So I could probably get the Omega, and it's cheaper by like 60 bucks kind of thing. He's like, no, no, get the Titan. Like, you'll be able to have your feet hit the ground on that one, but you'll also like have more room. And, and, and it's it's kind of a nice thing to have. Um, it does have the pillow. It has like a pillow instead kind of thing. Mm-hmm for for the lumbar support which i mean like the pillow for the head is really good like it's really comfortable and everything it's just i would maybe be a little worried i've never put my head worried. back there. you've never put your head back there no well I, why I forward hmm. that's that's very deep you're always yeah. going forward that's that's really cool yeah. my modern that's, life it's a personality thing but that's the thing the one that i won't name that i am uh also potentially leaning towards uh, the mm -hmm. review complaints thus far have been that it leans a bit forward, but I tend to lean forward. So I'm kind of like, I'm kind of into that. 
I kind of like it. <laughs> That's a feature. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because right. I tend to lean forward and then you get that terrible hunch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of like, that might be good for me. But yeah, the Seeker Lab Titan seems to be very, very popular. The Omega seems to be less popular. However, it is the one targeted at my size. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of It's still, in. like from everything I've heard, it's like, yes, it's nice to have that lumbar support, but the, like the pillow on the neck still good. The pillow there is still good. It's just, it's a bit more like, it's it's just another thing that like it's not built in so it's kind of like how's the wear and tear going to be on that compared to what's going on here and stuff like that at the same time if your pillow like deteriorates over three years you could probably get a replacement whereas if your lumbar support breaks it's probably a little harder for you to do that True. um but i think, I think like it, yeah because yeah. if you're like five three five four i think that this one might be a bit like in terms of like you want to make sure your feet are on the ground kind of thing like yeah. for, for your back and everything i i think the omega makes sense oh yeah it would be omega or bust for sure with respect to those yeah. i think just i was like super super sold on the omega and was like the only one i wanted and then the more i kind of dug into like chairs for shorter people blah 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 everyone was like uh, so if you're looking like into gaming chairs for people that are under five six it mm-hmm. all points back to the omega um but then um a lot of the gamer reviews like i i'm a comment i will always like read all the comments and everyone's always like what do you actually sit in and everyone says mesh chairs and i'm like ooh, now i'm in a mesh chair rabbit hole right <laughs> yeah I, I think herman miller has yes. one that's like somewhat comparable in price maybe a little more but it's this it's this cool mesh chair kind of thing uh, um which i've heard really good things about i think it might be an extra like 200 bucks but okay. it's like it's, it's supposed from what to be i've heard one of the most like ethereal yeah. experiences in chairs from what i hear it's not the it, like, it, it, I'm it, sitting in yeah. like whatever my company or firm has purchased for me that is probably for people that are 510 plus um and 50 bucks for 20 years so like why am i so obsessed with needing one <laughs> my exact height for 700 bucks because you but want it I just feel the- like it's you, because for the first time in your life, you want a chair that fits you. And I, as a 5'10 yeah. woman, I can totally understand <laughs> what you're saying, okay? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like a small thing with, with, with Secret Lab, but like, you know, you, they have a lot of different color options and everything. And I got my Overwatch chair and I'm like, oh my God, I have an Overwatch chair. This is so cool. I know, they like, have a Batman and a Joker one. You you can get both and then cut it in half and combine them, but that's oh that's God, like a horrible idea. That's, that's a great chair. idea. <laughs> and then you get and then you get two um two um chairs lumbar two uh, lumbar pillows. So that's, yeah, that's really good. I also have all my so, problems. Save, save money. Um, I feel this is a horrible idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, also, yeah, it it is kind of hard with COVID and everything because I feel like normally you could go to stores and try out chairs and right. sort of feel safe about that. But here it's like you kind of got to order it online, wait till it shows up. And, and I know with the secret lab. It came with a lot of different sort of pieces together, and I was sort of worried when I was putting it together. Um, so if I had to send it back, kind of thing, I would. That's right. you know, that would have been right. some stress for me, definitely. And it's also like this one was like seventy-five pounds, kind of thing. Oh um, so I, and I think you yeah. got to pay for shipping back. So it's like I don't know. It is a Canadian company and things like that, so I'm sure they have whatever. It's not not all that bad, but something to consider on the fence between just go for it treat yourself you deserve it it's been years of sitting in chairs that don't fit you now's your time and like lindsay literally buy um what goes on sale on black friday for 60 dollars made of mesh it will feel exactly like everything you've said in your entire life but i deserve better than everything better yeah lindsay you deserve deserve better the question is do you deserve a secret lab omega better or herman miller better like i i I feel like you know treat yourself it's been a rough year it's 2020 get a nice chair that's going to last you for a while but like because we're stuck in our chairs for a while 
get the one. Yeah, yeah. this is a long-term chair situation. I wish oh, yeah. somebody told me that it's when I investment. started working at home, man. Uh, <laughs> right? That's the thing. I've never been, I've never like worked from home for more than like a month long stretch. And so this yeah. is very different. And now I'm suddenly like, well, I do need a wrist guard and I do need oh, a yeah. mouse pad and like all these things that I've never needed before. So I also, I also recommend getting a, getting a basketball net for your door. Like you don't even have to like basketball, but just like, it'll get you up and you can like shoot things. You'll be like, okay, I, you know, <laughs> got my butt going idea. a bit. I, I spend, I spend a good amount so of time much. on my breaks every day. Just like, just, I know oh, I really yeah. wanted to baskets. like, it wasn't since the boss is here. Um, I was like, it would be really <laughs> fun to do like um, all of us, like our recommendations of like setting up the dopest home office now that we're all mm. stuck at home. Um, but it yeah, might be cool. eight months too late for this idea. But um, I mean, I people like, are just going to work from home forever. No, no. I, you know what, Lindsay? I think that's a brilliant idea. And I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, I think because it's we've had eight months to actually really refine these ideas. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's not Every like, like right it. at the beginning of March, all of us would have just said, you know, the basics. But now we actually know. Yeah. Yep. So I'm yeah. down now for that. Like you do need that an extra end table with a drawer because you're gonna want your wire somewhere, and it's important. <laughs> and like, oh my god, my wire management. You're like, don't keep anything you need during the day, like a like your snacks or tea in your office. Yep. You need an excuse to get up. Yes. See. Oh, that too. Yeah. You also need you. to get that water bottle that like rings whenever you don't drink for half it an hour, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. You know what? That's like little things that I was like, you know what? I do need this. Like, you know what? You do need a lamp. This light above you is a costing you. Yeah, don't get a light above you. Get a wireless headset so you can talk to people, but also walk around and like stretch your legs. That was my obsession earlier in this lockdown, and I don't need to relive that. Get get your AirPods or whatever knockoff you know Huawei or OnePlus my... make. Like, oof. <laughs> if you're wondering what I'm wearing, it is my friend's old iPod headphones because that was my nice. solution after after a nightmare. That's so, nice. Let me just say, yeah, guys, I know, right? Like setting up your home office. Yeah. Spot. I mean, whether that's a you know a podcast or a, a series, an article thing, like I think you know, I think we've... it could be like, really fun if all of us talked about like. Well, I don't know. It could end up being a hundred pages if we did it that way. But I was like, if all of us kind of talked about our, like office essentials or like home office essentials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. tune in next week for CGM flashbacks where we talk about our uh, wow home yeah. office setups. You, you just name dropped my podcast. That was beautiful. I did. I did. You see wow. what I did there? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Me and Cole. Out, buddy. Me and Cole Watson, not on the show right now, but a big fan of everybody here. Uh, in fact, he messaged me uh, after Lindsay um, posted the thing because Jordan was talking about The Last of Us and there was the big, um, you know, the big thing of Jordan talking because Lindsay posted that in the group and he's like, is Jordan talking about the last of us? I'm like, how did you know? <laughs> so, so shout out to Cole. Thanks for listening. Uh, but yeah, CGM flashbacks is a show me and Cole do bi-weekly. We talk about a topic and then we sort of go back flashback to our connection with the topic. We've done uh, traveling to like shows. We've, we did Batman. I think our last episode was we had lots Ooh. of fun with that one. We're doing, we recorded a console one. It's going to go up next week and we keep on, to keep on things going. So that's my plug that Jordan helped me do. So thank you, Jordan. No problem, man. I'm here. I'm here to help. Yeah. Well, uh, but uh, you know, on that, on that, uh, on that note, I think, uh, I think we've officially come to the end of this podcast. This is the um, longest podcast the l- I've been on in years. Well, yeah. you know, Lisa will not be a... back for like two more years. Yeah, she's no. done. I've she's done. Time. She's, you waited she's used up like, all her podcast credits. Her- say chairs yeah. i'm like oh no okay yeah but but also lisa <laughs> i i think we need you to come back because in terms of keeping uh 
Jordan at bay at times. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very, it's it's difficult when I when I'm running the show. It's like I can just do I'm whatever hosting. I want. Next time but I, I got come Lisa back. here. Next yeah. time I come back, I'm hosting. <laughs> Lisa's okay, got to like, yeah, she's like she's like instinctively fighting me for for host control. <laughs> All right, Jordan, you're done. Wrap this up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well if you want to read any of the uh stories that we talked about here on the podcast you could find them at cgmagonline.com uh you can also find us on the social medias uh at cgmagonline um you can find me on twitter at ninja jordan underscore you can also find me on youtube at ninja reviews i played some miles morales you should watch uh Lisa, where can we find you? (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at LisaAwesome with no E's. That's about it. I think I'm on Instagram and other stuff too, but I never check it. I don't check Twitter either. You don't have a you don't have your your, your Twitch channel. Eventually, I'll answer you in two years, like I answered Jordan about coming on the podcast. Well, I mean that that was bad communication on both our parts, so we need to work Uh on that. (laughs) Lindsay, where can people find you? Hi, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Smash Travis, spelled S-M-A-S-H-T-R-A-V-E-S. Um, and also on cgmagonline.com. Send her tweets about chairs and help her Tweet out. Tweet at me. Let me know. Uh, let me know in the comments down below what you thought about your chair, your favorite chair, which chairs you love, which chairs you hate, which chairs are imperative. Should I get matched? Who knows? If you're wondering, yes, I am rewatching Silicon Valley from the beginning for the 56th time, and now I'm paying attention to all of their chairs, and the CEO chair is meshed. What are we going to do? Actually, one episode in, I think, in the fifth season, they have a main gear chair. They do? They do. Yeah. They do. You should should talk to The tab is open on my laptop right now. But anyway. That is the exact chair I have. Wow. (laughs) One of them. Oh, boy. Yep. Well, Brendan, where can we where can we find you on social medias? Fry twenty six at everything. And Alex, chairs. No one knows what they are, but we all need them. Uh, you can find me <laughs> at Alex Hansiak on all social media networks, and you can find me with my friend Cole Watson on the show called CGM Flashbacks that I've already um, talked about. And I'm shilling again, but yeah. um, thanks everybody for being here. Yeah, this was this was, uh, this was a really great time. Yeah, and thank you, Alex, for being here. Oh, oh, that's 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 a random but also nice shout out. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank, thank, thank you, you, Lindsay. Thank you, Lisa, Brendan, Lindsay, and Jordan for being here, and uh, for our intern Ted, who's just been sitting quietly. I don't know what you're doing here, man, but <laughs> you know, first we, we support you. He sits in the corner and just and waits. But man, <laughs> that, that nice chair though. I got oh, the best chair. Oh, so oh, it's like so mean. I'm like being attacked at every angle. <laughs> <laughs> you just won't stop attacking me.